Right, time to talk a little New South Wales politics as we do each and every week with David Shoebridge. Good morning to you, David. How are you, mate? Yeah, yeah, not too bad for a Monday, Marcus. How about yourself? Yeah, are you keeping well? Yeah, yeah, actually, um, um, I've been trying to do less work over the last few weeks. Kind of succeeded for some of it. Back full-time today, so looking forward to it, actually. Um, And, uh, you know, I had a bit of COVID, like so many millions of Australians, but I I think I'm finally over the the sort of the, the the hangover that it leaves for a couple of weeks. It, yeah. It, yeah, but um no good. I'm looking forward to it, Marcus. All right, let's uh, let's start with letting it rip. Um, there's a lot of discussion. Um, I know that uh, the Djokovic incident has probably taken things off the front page, but it doesn't matter. We still have major uh, outbreaks of COVID right across New South Wales. Um, the Premier is being criticised in some quarters for allowing unvaccinated people to become uh, a part of, uh, of everything on the 15th. Uh, that's, uh, you know, it's more than a month now since unvaccinated people have been allowed to, to join the rest of us. Uh, in hindsight, probably not the right decision to make. I mean, what do you make of where we are in the state at the moment? I mean, business confidence is down some 40%. Yeah, well, I've got to say, um, it's a bit of a red-hot mess in New South Wales. The, um, I don't think it was a plan so much that the Premier had. I think it was more a sort of ideological bent. He, 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 he won his position promising to never do another lockdown, dismantle all that public health stuff, and, and he's kept that ideological position up regardless. And, you know, you have a look at some of the figures coming from ICUs. At one stage last week, every single person in intensive care in, say, Lismore Hospital was unvaccinated. Um, you know, it's a huge burden yeah. on the health system. Um, it's one of the sources, you know, the most ready sources to actually spread infection around the community. Um, and also there should be a very clear message to everybody to get vaccinated. Um, you know, what was all that Novak Djokovic stuff for? Not letting him in because he wasn't vaccinated. <laughs> and, and meanwhile, you know, let it rip in New South Wales. I the, the, I don't think so much it's a plan. It's more yeah. an ideology that's playing out with ordinary people's lives, and that's what we're getting in New South Wales. All right. Um, I've spoken to Labor about this this morning, but um, uh, it seems that there's been another broken promise by the state government in relation to the hiring of fat cats. Uh, the number of highly paid public sector fat cats in the state has grown almost three times faster than the amount of nurses employed by the state government. Uh, we were promised by Gladys Berejiklian there'd be a 10% reduction of senior bureaucrats employed by taxpayers over a number of years, so a drop of 10%. Natural attrition would also yep. <laughs> factor into all of that. But what do we what do we read this morning? Well, 3,680 government sector senior executives were employed in 2021 alone, <laughs> on an average 250k a year. That's up 10.4%. In a year, so rather than reducing it by ten percent, they've increased it by ten percent. Yeah, and this is a, <clears throat> this is really about the way the coalition governs. You see, coalition governments have a lot more in common with the senior managers and the very senior managers who are trying to sort of screw down wages, be tough on employers, you know, keep a, a cap on entitlements. They have a lot more in common with those senior managers. Um, than they do with the people actually doing the work, you know, the nurses, the the, 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 the the people on the front line doing the work. And and you see that very clearly in these numbers. You know, they're, they're actually employed more more additional fat cats last year, more additional 
Uh, and, you know, you need some senior managers. I'm, I'm not saying, you know, oh, of course. You, you obviously need some senior managers, but the idea mm-hmm. that we employed more people on, as senior executives, more additional senior executives last year than we employed additional nurses in the middle of a pandemic, well, you can only get that if you've got a problem in how you go about government. If, if your idea about government is about screwing down the people doing the work and, and siding with those senior managers um, who are doing that job for you, and that's the way the coalition governs. Yeah, uh, I mean, it seems to me. Uh, look, I understand that we're going to have issues with uh, with with people furloughed because of COVID, and you know, we, it's not as if we can go out today and uh, employ another five thousand nurses, or can we? Well, um, absolutely, we need to go out and employ another five thousand nurses. We need to encourage a lot of those nurses who, over the last decade, have given up in disgust about the lack of proper respect, the lack of good pay. Um, and, and, you know, in the last two years, just the sheer overwork that they've had. And we need to be going out to encourage them to remain in the workforce and to return to the workforce. And that means offering them things like we've seen in the UK, like a very serious bonus for nurses um, who have stayed on during the pandemic and maybe the promise of a bonus at the end of the year if you stick it out for the next 12 months with us. I mean, that's how we actually improve the health system, by respecting the people doing the work not employing another senior executive to find another careful, you know, nasty yeah. little way of screwing down nurses' wages. All right. <laughs> what about this plan to enlist retired staff to, to fill the uh, the gaps in teacher shortages? Um, some say that it's a little dangerous. Well, I, I think it's, it's more than a little dangerous if it starts with the idea that your current policy settings are pissing off the current teaching workforce. If, if your Fair current enough. policy settings are not respecting teachers and giving them the pay and, and the credit that they've deserved. I mean, I, I tell you, the last two years has taught us how important the job of teachers are and how mm. bloody hard it is. Yeah. You know, if, you've, if you've tried to teach your kids at home... If that hasn't learned, uh, given you a fresh respect for the teaching profession, I don't know. I don't know what has. You see, I don't have a. I think there are some good points in trying to encourage uh, people who have given up on teaching to go back into the profession. But the way you do that is you respect teachers. You pay them a decent wage. You don't have a pay freeze on them. Mm. You don't throw the additional administrative work at them. You say more than thank you. You actually. You know, put your hand in your pocket and you pay them the wage that they are in, they, they deserve for yeah. a bloody hard job. No, well said. <coughs> All right, mate. Well, well, let's finish on this. The real star, the world number one, will still play in the Australian Open tonight. Her name is Ashley Barty. She'll play uh, Lisa Serenko from the Euro- uh, Ukraine at 7 o'clock and, and then we can forget about the other bloke. You, you've <laughs> got to love Ash Barty. And I, I tell you what, uh, for a, for a hundred different reasons, I'm so glad she's there. I'm glad she's got citizenship and Alex Hall can't deport her. Yes. Um, I'm glad she's got that. You know, she just seems to have that fundamental um, decency about her, about the way she goes about her tennis, um, about the, the way she engages with society. She, she doesn't have tickets on herself. She's just no. bloody good at what she does. Yeah. And she seems to be a really decent human being. So, yeah, I'm definitely in Ash's corner. Yep, she is. All right, mate, good to chat. We'll talk next week. Uh, when's State Parliament back, by the way? Oh, it doesn't come back for another um, three weeks, Marcus. We've got a bunch of committee work starting well, next week. Well, that's, yeah, that's and, part and you know, parcel, that I guess. It's going to keep us 
more than 100% busy. The Upper House does a lot of that scrutiny work through its committee. Yes, of course. Um, and, you know, that's really going to kick in next week. Well, I look forward to um, this crucial analysis of, uh, of how our state government's performing. That's what you do very well, and that's why we have you on the program, David, and I look forward to our chats. Cheers, Marcus. Good to All right, you. mate, all the best. There he is, David Shoebridge.